Riley, we need some intro music. Ooh. <laughs> I like it, I like it, I like it. Woman, get it. Okay, let's go down that road. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> There's a surprise at every turn. Woman, get it. Welcome to another episode of Woman Get In Podcast. I'm Mandy. And I'm Miley. And we are happy you're here with us. We are. I just went simple today. And you know, sometimes simple is perfect. I agree. I'm all about spreading a little happiness today. I, I put put a post on Instagram was like, just hug someone, pay a compliment, smile at a stranger, hold a door open, see what you can do for someone else today just for giggles. Oh, yeah. Just spread some sunshine and some light and some mm-hmm. goodness. I got to tell you, I love when you go, oh, yeah. <laughs> Aww, did you yeah. even hear that you did no, it just I now? I, <laughs> I love it. Oh, when man. I said that, you went, oh, yeah. <laughs> I must do that a lot, probably. I, you know, sometimes when I'm editing our episodes, I'll hear me in the background whispering, mm hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what's the reaction that that brings out of you? For me, I'm just like, well, because what happens is like in my head, I'm listening to you talk, mm-hmm. and I, in my head, I'm also going, mm hmm, but then I hear myself say it in the recording. <laughs> Are you, I'm, so for me personally, I know. There are times sometimes when I hear myself in the background of the episodes and or I'll just hear like a response or something. something I'll go, shut up, Mandy, like when I'm listening oh. to it. So I guess I'm curious <laughs> if you hear yourself and you're like, oh, Jesus, be quiet. Or, oh, yes. Yeah, oh, oh, for oh. my voice. Yeah. But I was talking about when I'm listening to your, you're saying stuff and I'm like, uh-huh. And then I hear myself in the recording go, uh-huh. <laughs> So you'll be thinking it and then you actually hear it said. Yeah. You're like, yeah. whoa, whoa, I'm in my own head. <laughs> or what's, what happens is like you'll be saying something and I'm like, man, I should have been talking about this. And then I realized I did talk and, about it. Yes, <laughs> I've done that before too because, you know, we record these things and we're not like recording them today yeah, out no. tomorrow kind of thing. Yeah. So we record them sometimes a month or more ahead of time. Yeah. And uh, same thing with me. I'll be listening to it after you send me an edited draft and I'm listening and I'm like, oh, I hope we talk about this. And then the next thing you know, we are yeah. talking about that. I go, oh, <laughs> gosh, I really should have mentioned this tactic and da, da, da. And then we do. And I'm like, God, I'm good. <laughs> sometimes I catch things that you say and I'm like, man, I should have spent more time kind of like joining in on what Mandy was saying about this or kind of uh, adding to what you were saying yeah. because sometimes I might be introducing a different point sure and I'm like oh I should have not cut her off like that but yeah, yeah. I don't I don't often think we cut each other off oh. I rarely think of that like usually it's oh we should have talked about this or I should have added on this and then most <laughs> of the time we do like 98 yeah. percent of the time I'm like my brain probably thinks that because I've already done it. <laughs> yeah, probably. Then I think I'm being so novel and new and like, oh, gosh. And it's like, nope, you you did that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Check. Yes. <laughs> Done. And so, but yeah, so, oh, I'm glad. Yeah. What's new with you? What's new with me? Oh, my Welcome goodness Welcome to gracious. March? Week two, I guess. Week two, yes. The second week of March. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. it feels so, I don't know, March. Like yeah. It feels like it's really here yeah. now. The weather is getting warmer but windier it's been windy (laughs) the last few days and uh you know i i finally despite the winds i finally Mm. finished my minimum of 10 hours of cross-country solo time super exciting yeah i'm 
so excited you've been flying all over the state of arizona we i i have for like the last month literally not just like ups and downs and takeoffs and landings and all that fun stuff but you've been like going yeah so brennan and i have been going our usual route to ryan because that's my cross country but we also flew up to this one airport called grapevine airport it is a privately owned airport but if you uh, follow their regulations or their guidelines you can land there and mm. so the rules are you just can't train in that area which means you can't practice takeoffs and landings but if you okay. land there and then you hang out there for a little bit then you can take off then you're allowed to come and enter not mm. all private airports are like allow that there are a lot of airports actually uh, i was looking into all of the different uh, private airports in arizona and there are quite a few that are private property as in like you can only take off and land if you own property or own a house and so you just like land and then you taxi up to your hangar or your house or your your front door yeah your front door so I'm not that rich, uh, <laughs> but maybe I mean, you could taxi up to your trailer. Yes. <laughs> you don't, maybe, I, yeah. I don't know if you need to be rich, uh, but I still need the property or maybe True. I can find someone that owns property on an airport. Just squat, just airlift in a trailer and drop that shit on somebody's <laughs> land. Yeah, I'm squatting here Done. now. Done. Bam. Like instead of a mic drop, a trailer yeah. drop, <laughs> trailer drop. <laughs> a very gentle trailer yes. drop up yes. in your hood. Uh, but yeah, we went up to Grapevine and it's right next to uh, Roosevelt Lake. So it was just gorgeous flying in. And we practiced a lot of my maneuvers that I'm going to need to uh, know and demonstrate and be competent in for my check ride. Mm. Um, that was on Saturday because the winds were so, so fast. Uh, it, was, it was like 20 knot winds, 25 knot winds. And so I definitely could not solo on that day. But on Sunday, I did the last three hours that I needed for my solo and that was a lot of fun because so um, cool. my instructor's sister came along Aww. and they So they flew, rode in another plane? Yeah, they flew okay. in another plane. They were they were my wingmen this week. A few weeks ago when I did my first cross country, Steven, which is going to be my next flight instructor and Brandon flew mm-hmm. uh, behind me so that we were kind of like flying together that first time. But this time we actually uh, got even closer together and Brandon and Jesse took a lot of footage and they actually did some cool maneuvers where you are I saw doing that formation flying. So you're flying together uh, at the same speed and at a very good distance to each other. And then one will break off. So this so. is like, so I grew up watching the Blue Angels. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And because I lived in Traverse City as a kid and they always performed there over the um, over the bay, which is one of their most difficult places to mm. perform out of all the places that they perform oh. because of the water and the hills. Oh. Like they swoop way down into the bay and they do all these tricks over the bay, but then they have to like... You know, they have to come up really rapidly in those fighter jets and stuff. So it's grew up watching them. So I see your video on Instagram and I can't I can see that you've tagged your instructor like it's a partnership posting. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, but who's taking the video and who's pulling this maneuver? (laughs) Like I watched it a bunch of times. I was like, I don't think that letters on that plane is the plane Miley's driving. I don't think she's flipping off like doing this crazy bank. Not that talented. It takes it takes so much skill and Brandon is definitely very talented because it requires that you not only have to manage the altitude, the speed, the altitude at which the plane is mm-hmm. is flying at. But when you make a turn to the, you know, turn to the left or turn to the right, any kind of turn, you are going to lose altitude if you don't manage it properly by using the amount of managing the power that you have, sure. as well as the pitch or the nose position of your plane. And so uh, and then while you're turning, 
So there's like Turn, three dimensional. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. turning, like you're turning, you're pitching, and you're, you said the speed. Rolling. Yeah. And okay. speed. Yeah. So it's just incredible. And then you, he has to also be mindful of traffic. That and plane making damn sure- near went on its side. I mean. Yeah. I was like, that plane looks halfway upside down. You see its belly. I was telling you, I kept forgetting that it was, it's called a break when one plane, when you're formation flying and one plane breaks off, it's called a break off. But I kept telling him over the radio, I'm like, are you ready to show me your belly? (laughs) Because I forgot that it was called a break off. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) But it was, you know, like, I. (laughs) I'm dead. That's so funny. I mean, are they, I can't even imagine what anyone who, I'm assuming you're not near an airport and they're not probably listening to you. No, (laughs) no. Well, we were also we found our own frequency where we could just be talking to each other but um, imagine if there were people listening like, oh, no. what is happening in that <laughs> <I> airplane <laughs> yeah. and then just so you know I, my, I i was on autopilot so i was able to video record so and funny. um but yeah so i wasn't doing the maneuvers i pretty much was just flying straight uh-huh. and level at the same constant altitude and and uh speed and then brandon was doing all of the maneuvers which he's pretty amazing and it was so much fun and jesse was doing a lot of the video recording so she got a lot of me flying which is cool too okay and uh, she's incredible she's she's actually a mental health therapist oh and um and so i i'm really fascinated by all the things that she 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 does and is and thinks and we are all about that here she paints too yeah so uh she i I hope she's listening is that a therapy painting I know it's okay. a hobby of hers, but oh, but I'm mm-hmm. sure it's therapeutic. Well, it's very therapeutic, and she's really talented too. So I mean, if, uh, if, if if a side note, if you guys have something extracurricular in your life that doesn't feel good, throw that shit out the yeah. window. Do something else. Exactly. So that's cool. Sure. But yeah, so it was it was incredible. And then what happened was there is a there was a a lot of wind at Ryan, and so. Brandon and I were talking about alternatives of like if I can't land and, you know, using my judgment to know if I need to land or not. And uh, the first time I ended up doing a go around because I I could not manage the wind. Mm. And so I did a go around. And then the second time I went in, I was going to land. And then I realized that my my flaps on my wings were not functioning. Oh, so I kept having to play around with it, play around with it, play around with it. And then I was coming in. My my approach was not stable. But then the last the last like 100, 150 feet before I touched the ground, things got more stable. So then I just went for it because I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And I landed. <laughs> I'm super close to the ground now. I'm doing uh, yeah. it. And, and then the same thing happened when we were coming back to Chandler. My flaps weren't working either. I was momentarily frazzled. But I remember... Brandon reminding me to be calm and I remembered what he taught me about emergency landings and how to manage things when things malfunction so I and you did it once yeah so I landed Um, so and when you land you check all that shit so it's working when you're sitting there on the ground but then something goes wonky in the air Yeah. yeah so but it was so much fun like so much fun This whole navigating change and being ready for the unexpected is very much about our episode today. It is. You're right. Because Mm -hmm. it's it's recognizing that there is a little bit of fear in it, but having faith and having trust in yourself or that that it will be okay and that you're prepared Mm -hmm. and uh, that it's not as scary as maybe your mind thinks it is. You can do it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. But before we talk about our episode, what's new and good with you? Man, I don't really know. I've, I've been trying to think if anything's new. Everyone, things are great. Nothing's, nothing's sad. Things are really good. I'm settling into the new routine. I'm baking more than ever. Yay. Like, 
I don't know what it is. It's like the more I'm baking, the more requests come in. And you're getting more creative too with I'm some of the a lot new, of fun stuff. yeah, mm-hmm. creative and fun stuff. And uh, and it sounds like you're coming up with some great ideas for an oh, upcoming man. event this weekend too. Oh yes, can you share with us what's happening this weekend? So this weekend is Phoenix Vegan Markets. They're happening downtown Phoenix, uh, across the street from the Churchill. Basically, if you're, it's just south of Roosevelt on First Street. So if you're in the downtown Phoenix area, come on by. It's pretty much all day. It starts at 10 a.m. to <laughs> 1 p.m. and then we're back from 5 to 9. So I'm vending both markets. This is probably the last time I'll do both for a bit because it gets hot during the day and it's just a lot. And I would like to be able to help Josh out a little bit more with the the actual event itself versus being stuck behind a booth. Um, Even if I have someone working the booth with me, I just I don't really want to do that all the time. I'd rather um, just come out for the night markets and let people find me there. And then I'm available to do a few more side jobs and stuff. Plus April, May gets a little wedding ish. So um, being available in the early part of the day allows me to do those catering orders instead of the booth stuff. So yeah, I'll be at Phoenix Vegan Markets this weekend, Saturday, March 12th. Yeah, pretty much all day and all night. But uh, I'm doing like a Pokemon cake. I'm doing what? Yeah, you are? this Which weekend. Pokemon? I don't know. Are there multiples? Oh, yeah. There's <laughs> Pikachu and Charmander. And oh. maybe um, and I should just draw a few characters on the cake. Yeah. Instead of having to choose one. Pikachu is by far the most popular. He goes, yeah. Pika, Pika. Oh, I drew Pika on one of your you dry did. erase boards. The one, yellow one, one is the only one I'm familiar with. Okay. <laughs> Charmander is, uh, it's a cute little, like, he looks kind of like a salamander. And in mm. his tail, it has fire on it. And then when he grows up to be a big Pokemon, he becomes Char's, Char, uh, dra- like a dragon. Charzilla? Char- something like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Charzilla, but I don't think it, but it's like Charizard. Okay. Or Charizard. Charizard. Oh, Charizard. Man, I didn't realize some of these the Pokemon is coming back to me. I used to I used to play Pokemon when I was younger. Oh, you can play Pokemon. It was a it was a TV show, and then there was a game. Oh, and then have you heard of the 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 app called Pokemon Go? Oh, where yeah. You find Pokemon out in the real world. Sort of find them in the real world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you have to hold up your phone, and then you see it. Yeah, there's like this weird virtual, yeah. but mm-hmm. not virtual. Yeah. Imaginary. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I kind of remember that from a few, mm-hmm. maybe three years ago. People yeah, were yeah, doing yeah. that a lot, especially early COVID. Oh yeah two years yeah so yeah i have a pokemon cake and i don't know they didn't say they just said he's really into pokemon if you could incorporate that and i was like okay so i haven't really decided but i need to um i'm doing a shang chi cake oh you are the marvel and then i'm so cool man i'm so happy for you and i'm so excited (laughs) and i'm so proud of you and then i'm doing i keep uh, so I think I figured out the name of it. It's that new pixar or disney movie with the song about bruno that everybody's all about and canto Oh, that's a great... I haven't seen it, but I hear it's great and it's on my list. I need to watch it. So I'm doing that, a cake with that theme too, but mostly just the colors. She just wants the colors from the movie. She sent me a photo and then I'm going to do donuts that match and like they have toppers and things. So I don't really have to get too crazy besides match the color scheme for that. Okay, cool. Which is good. Yeah. And and you're doing... Did you say you're doing a Batman theme one? Somebody asked about a Batman one, but they put that request in really late and I don't think I can squeeze it in. But I also have a wedding order to do. So I have the wedding, three big birthday cakes and the events. So there's kind of a lot happening. I don't really have room for another cake in my my fridge. That's okay. It's I'm just so 
I'm just so ecstatic for you. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, I do have to tell you, we got a, a shout out for Rachel. Oh, yes, please. My mm-hmm. friend and former coworker was listening to the podcast and she sent me a text message that was like, girl, I'm listening to some catching up on some woman get in episodes. She goes, I'm on the Miley episode. <laughs> and she says at one point, Miley goes, I want to be a good cooker. Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> And I just started laughing. And then Rachel's text carries on to say, and Mandy point blank just goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and she just thought that was the funniest thing. I'm like, it, it is it pretty is funny. funny. <laughs> I'll admit. Well, yeah. I mean, I asked a yes or no answer and you gave me an answer. <laughs> I was like, I, I failed to see the problem here. <laughs> asked and answered. It's yeah. like a deposition. Exactly. Um, is that a word? No. <laughs> I'm like, Miley asked. I'm giving her the answer. Like, I guess I deliver things. And I was like, I can't help it. I was like, girl, I I am, I'm like, I am literally like a walking sassy sitcom character. I love it. I love it. I just behave in this way. And I don't know. I just like, it's what I love about you. Please never change. Just keep doing this because, girl, you slay me. I'm yes. like, thank you. I appreciate it. And thanks for listening, Rachel. Yes. I love that you're listening on your commute, yes, dropping yes, kids yes. off from school and picking them up and all the running around you do as as, as a, I was going to say a single mom. She's not a single mom, but as a busy mom of two girls oh, running yeah. her kids around and just busy little busy bee. Oh, well, shout out to Rachel. Thank you so very much for supporting us, uh, supporting Mandy, supporting our show. Double and- whammy, by the way, with Rachel, because she texted me when we were out on our double date. Oh, right. Yes. So that's what's new. I went on a double date with you. <laughs> yes. We went out on a double date last week with Mandy and her Mr. Boyfriend. Mr. Boyfriend. I was going to say her boo, but her <laughs> Mr. Boyfriend. And they introduced me to one of Mr. Boyfriend's uh, uh, friends. Yeah. And uh, we had dinner and we, mm-hmm. uh, everyone taught me how to play shuffleboard. I've never played shuffleboard yes. ever before. And it was. You and I run a team. <laughs> and then he and Mr. Boyfriend run a yes. team. And you won us the game. <laughs> yes, I did. Right at the end, Mr. Boyfriend was getting rather cocky yes. um, with his partner was doing really well. Mm-hmm. your date yes, and scoring all of them their points Be- and I mean Miley was trying to figure out shuffleboard so you weren't maybe knocking as many off as no, probably no, you tried I to wasn't. do there was it, was it was fine though it was all in I, fun. there was one point where I knocked two of my previous ones out. I knocked myself out <laughs> <laughs> which is not what we want to do but it's okay it's all in good fun and we were having a great time and then so the last I, I mean what ended up being the last throw they were one point from winning yes and I, it was Mr. Boyfriend and I are on the same end of the board. So we're throwing at the same time against each other. And I ended up scoring nine points. You did. And he got none. Yeah, because. I knocked all his shit off the board. And his, his, what are those? Oh, and what what are they called? Discs. The discs. His discs were in the the three area and you knocked them all out without knocking yourself out. That was talent. I think I got it on video. So I hope our (laughs) our listeners uh, head over to Instagram because we'll we'll try to post that though the video. Yeah. At Woman Get In. If you're on Instagram, Mm -hmm. we'll post some silly shit this week from that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, I guess that's new. Went on a date and then I was with him a lot of the weekend. Um, I had some again, just some orders was kind of a relaxing weekend. I got to go for a few walks around the park. Um, the weather was cool. It was very windy. So Mr. Boyfriend did not go out and play the sports balls, things that he would normally do because the wind was not permitting. Cooperating. Yeah. But yeah, hung out. I think I got to see Shireen for brunch. Oh, yay. That was awesome. 
Oh, good. I had, oh my God, we had vegan calzones. Mm-hmm. If you're in the Phoenix area, Venezia's Pizza. Oh. They do, they have a vegan cheese. They had a vegan sausage for a while. And now they have a vegan pepperoni option. And obviously they have lots of vegetables. And I called because on the app, it was really hard to figure out if they would do a vegan calzone. So I called to ask and I was like, hey, is there any way to get your calzones vegan? Because online, it's not really specific and I can't tell. Do I just write it in the notes? She was like, yeah, you totally can. She's like, just write it in the notes. She's like, pick your items that you want in it and just put in the notes vegan only. She's like, put meat allergy, whatever you need to put in there. She's like, just make sure it's real obvious. And like, we'll just sub things in there. She's like, be careful. Don't let it charge you extra. Just pick your things and then write it in the notes if you want it to all be subbed vegan. And uh, she goes, because I'm vegan too. And she said something, something, whatever. She goes, did you know that in New York (laughs) on Fridays, the schools serve all vegan lunches now? And I actually had heard that, but I thought it was so fucking cute that she was like, did you know in New York, she's like sharing vegan facts with me from around the (laughs) U.S. And yeah, it was really cute. So, oh my God, shout out to Venezia's fantastic vegan calzones. And I mean, so good that I was like, we should have like Friday calzone nights because damn, that was delicious. Oh, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Reminds me of that amazing dish I had at Journey's Cafe in Aww. Hawaii. If anyone's going to Kona, can can you let me know? And I'd like to place an order, please. Shannon, if you're listening, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> holler at us next time. Yes, well, you're going to need to bring back two dishes, one for your hubs and one for Miley. Yes, please. I'll pay you. It's so funny because that's a dish she always brings back for yeah, her husband, yeah. right? She says she freezes it up for him and then takes it back. So yeah. I, need to, I need to make friends who go to Hawaii. I should find, I should make some pilot friends or people who have flight benefits who are traveling to and from Hawaii frequently, like Shannon, uh, who can get me that dish. Maybe we need to go out with Tim and Katie more and find some pilots who get that route because Southwest goes there. Yes, they do. I think I need to make more more friends. Yeah, Shannon's not out with Southwest, but Southwest goes there. So Tim, Katie. Let's double date. Tim, Katie. I know you're listening. Triple date. We can triple date. (laughs) Triple date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we'll be talking more about this in a couple weeks so you have to tuned. be careful i think with the triple dates because i bet well we can add this to the list for the d- double, tri- double dating episode but uh triple dates because i think the girls might end up going off and talking yeah. and then the boys might end up go <laughs> off and talking and then you don't get to know your date at no. all like it works if you're all know each other yeah, already yeah, yeah. yeah we'll figure it for out for established we'll couples test it out we should test it out and then talk about the pros and cons of big groups dating. are for established yes. couples only <laughs> <laughs> But I can't get established unless I get that first date. Yeah, that's true. So. You got one. I got one. Good job. Yay. And you did really well. Thank you. You. This is good feedback. Your energy was up. You seem to be having a great time. Like, I never looked at you and got any signs of distress. That's good. (laughs) I'm glad I was not distressed. You didn't seem. No, it was overall pretty good. Considering it was like a rough couple of weeks. Yeah for you i was trying to stay awake actually yeah. you yeah it was a rough couple of weeks it was a long couple of weeks and then there was this date in there and miley was like i don't know how i'm gonna go into this i was like listen it's like three hours where you don't have to deal with anybody else's bullshit except <laughs> like, my own <laughs> basically yeah you just get to sit there and let someone buy you dinner and have conversation yeah, that That's was nice it. it was nice to have someone buy me dinner buy me drinks and i was like and look some days to... you forget to eat so at least yeah. you're getting a meal today yes I was happy. <laughs> Anyways, more on dating to come later. Today we are chatting about navigating change. Ch changes. Ooh. Is that a Beatles song? I don't know. Ch changa. No. Ch ch changes. Maybe? I don't know. I'll look that up. I feel like it might be a Beatles song. <laughs> I don't know. 
Uh, but I am uh, I'm looking forward to this episode. It's a great episode. It's a good one. Yeah. It's very um, informational. There's a lot of. Yeah. I was going to say tactical, sort yeah. of practical, tactical, just a hype, a sort of a hype episode. I was going to say it's it's a lot of inspirational, like motivational, yeah. kind of letting you all know that change. Yeah. It happens and it happens a lot yes. in life. And uh, and you can handle any change that comes your way. Yeah, it's not doom and gloom. It's not a, a huge laundry list of what to do. It's um, much more mo- motivational, inspirational, like mindset episodes. Yeah. So if you need to get your mind right around some things that things that happen unbeknownst to you, regardless of you, like we all do, then this is I think you'll enjoy listening to this chat. Yeah. And a lot of change happens in life because we are at a place where we need to make some decisions in our life. And, oh, yeah. And you are capable of making those decisions and making sure that they are the best for you. Miley is hyping herself up right now. All the things that I say on this podcast oftentimes <laughs> are me trying to convince myself of the same <laughs> message. <laughs> right before we started recording, she goes, you do not feel guilty for working the last hour. <laughs> I was like, is she talking to me? Because I fucking don't. <laughs> I know. I, I, I talk to myself a lot. <laughs> I was like, I watched her for a minute. And she's like, you're fine. You worked enough. Like you did this. You did. Th-. And I was like, oh, OK, this is all for you. She's like, yeah, yeah, this is all for me. OK, just making sure because I feel fine. Just in case, you know, maybe the same messages that I give to myself could be helpful to those around me. So that's why I talk out loud. I'm like, girl, if you literally worked five to six hours in a day, you've probably put in more actual work hours than most people in an eight hour work day. That's probably true. Heads up. Yeah. Sometimes I have to give myself that credit, too, because sometimes I'll look at something that I'm doing on the computer and I'm like, someone else probably would have taken four or five hours just to do this, but it only took me an hour. So I have to kind of give myself some slack that, oh, I can take a 30 minute break. (laughs) I just did a four hour project at two. Yeah. I win. Rest of the morning off. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) That's a Mandy Mac. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Sweet beans. All right, friends. Well, enjoy this episode and uh, we will talk again to you soon. Today we are talking about the subject of navigating through change in life. Navigating change. Yes. Super exciting stuff. Scary stuff. <laughs> I was going to say, I was like, for me, I think of discomfort. I think of worries and fears. I think of scary things. Although... I also am a proponent of change because I have gotten to a place in my life where I assume change is a constant or change is inevitable or there's always something that is going to be different than what I anticipate or expect. So even though I've come to anticipate that, I still do get some anxiety. I still do some, you know, do get some worries, especially when the the change does occur or is happening I tend to be one of the people that instigate change. <laughs> so I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm sure we'll talk about people like me in this uh, episode today, but I tend to be one of the people who is instigating change in my life. Like, I think for a long time I wasn't, com- like, I have a real allergy, if you will, <laughs> to complac- <laughs> complacency. Um, I like that. I like that. Yeah. So I, I often, uh, 
have historically struggled with things being just hunky dory mm-hmm. and a lot of that I contribute to I mean maybe in the past I could attribute a lot of that to just not having not found my place yet these days the changes I instigate are more most of the change I've instigated like the big changes in my life have been instigated by me divorce moving across the country recently switching careers like and they're all things that are very intuitive for me and like sort of fulfilling pieces of me and then so maybe for those reasons I think everyday change doesn't affect me so negatively like I don't really balk at it but I know that change is difficult for some people yeah I don't know if we've ever talked about it on this podcast but I took the Enneagram maybe mm. about a year ago and I am split down the middle. <laughs> this Why is this your answer on like every personality test you take? You're like literally tied for two things. I know. Isn't it's almost it crazy? like you can't decide who you are. I know, apparently I don't know who I am. But I, <laughs> These two people, are you sure I'm living, like, I'm living multiple lives. I have multiple personality disorder apparently. I, we need to look up your birth chart. Maybe you have like a Gemini sun <laughs> or something. Yeah. But so I'm a split between two and six, but I le- I think if I really think about it, I'm more of a six than I am a two, even though the math is split down the middle. <laughs> and so with sixes, it's that they recognize that change is always going to take place. And that is why they are constantly thinking of plan B, plan C, plan D, plan E. Like they are prepared for the changes that are going to take place. And they're always looking ahead because they're planning what, if this happens, then we're going to do this. If this happens, then we're going to do this. And so it's not that I, you know, I, I I worry and I fear because I want to be prepared. (laughs) And so I anticipate that it's going to be changing. I I, I guess my thing is I want to be prepared so that we have outcomes and, you know, you don't really worry or fear fear change not yeah and I mean maybe that's what I'm trying to say like I don't feel there's fear the change itself I I I recognize that it's going to happen I accept it and then I'm like okay or what happens is most of the time change and I initiate change a lot it's Mm -hmm. but it's more so because like this needs to change so we like or I I recognize an issue or uh, some kind of missing need like there's a need somewhere and I'm like okay we need a change Mm -hmm. and so it's not that I I, I'm scared of change it's that I'm so practical about it maybe Mm -hmm. that's what it is and so but when I take a step back and I think personally and I reflect on my emotions if I allow myself sometimes I'm so practical I don't allow myself to be emotional Mm -hmm. and I don't take care of my psychological or my like my feelings about it I'm very practical about okay if there's an issue there needs to be change so what 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 do we need to do to make sure that we improve the situation or what are the steps that need to be taken place so that we can initiate the change to get a better outcome or better uh like road or path and Mm -hmm. then afterwards I'll be like wow like I I was scared in that moment, but I didn't let, like, I didn't even let myself be scared. Uh, I let it drive me to get to that improved state or that change or, you know, implement that change. Oh, yeah. I totally relate to that trauma response. (laughs) 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 I like Uh. how you tried to dance around it, but (laughs) cute, cute. I totally relate to this trauma Trauma response. response. (laughs) 
uh, yeah, I, I get that. I mean, you know, we've both experienced trauma early in our lives, in our childhood. And uh, there's times that come along in adulthood where you respond sort of in the same way where it's like, I had no control over what just happened. No one seemed to consult me on what just happened. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, yeah, not seriously. like they should have necessarily, no, but, but it's like so no one consulted me. No one asked me how I felt. Yeah. What's right? going on? Nobody's telling me what's going on. Nobody attended to my emotional needs. My emotions were basically abandoned. And so I learned the response of when something big happens, I just go, OK, what's next? Yeah. And I think part of that is, OK, well, that's out of my control. What is in my control and how do I get out of the situation or yeah. to the next step? Oftentimes it's like, I don't like the situation. I'm making changes. And there's 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 a lot of benefit to that mentality when it's balanced yeah. with empathy. Yeah. And especially if you're in a leadership role, if, you know, people are coming to you, looking to you to help them navigate change, you definitely need to have empathy. You need to be able to redirect their energy when they start to spiral about change. You need to be able to help them focus on what's really happening and step out of the whole like victim yes in the change definitely it's it doesn't speak specifically to change but sometimes you also need to be patient when change can't happen mm. especially in a leadership role and so sometimes you have to be able to manage and help people manage their own emotions when something cannot be changed immediately mm -hmm. that's a good point Sometimes there's change that is needed and you're like, fuck. Yes. <laughs> How are we going to do this when we can't get the things we need? Right. I get that. Been there. Done that. But it requires a lot of what you said. Empathy, understanding, mm -hmm. a lot of listening ability to be able to relate to what the problem is at hand. Yeah. And then as a leader, you can then identify what are the steps or options or things that need to get done in order to move in a better direction right and change can't always happen overnight either oh yeah in my mind there are going to be situations where you need to practice patience because change can't happen overnight but then there are situations where change is happening and maybe you don't like it there's a lot of changes happening in my life that i don't like right now <laughs> for example don't stop looking at me like that. <laughs> for example you going part-time I don't like this at all. And I know it's a huge change. It's a good change for you. It's a horrible change for me. <laughs> but, you know, one of the strategies is I also have to recognize or, you know, that I can't be labeling good and bad, right? Like yeah. one of the things about change, and I'm maybe getting ahead of myself right now because we're talking about, <laughs> but one of it is being curious about that change instead of labeling it horrible change for me <laughs> I have to be curious about why I feel the way I feel about you going from full-time to part-time you know I have and I will speak only specifically to about this right now I have done my darndest not to make people so codependent on me <laughs> <laughs> I have tried to give everyone the tools they need to succeed whether or not I'm there. I think that's helpful if, if for leaders. Well, no, yes. <laughs> uh, but, you know, there will be a certain amount of um, upset and unrest. Oh, yeah. And change is 
change i don't want to say change is hard but i mean change is change it's it's constant right the it only is. constant is change change is inevitable it's inevitable it's yes. going to happen whether you want it to or not sometimes you do sometimes you don't sometimes you see it coming sometimes you don't it's going to happen i mean without change none of this would be here today i also think when you are facing change i mean i joke about it it's just i know that i'm capable of living without you full time <laughs> you know it's just it's oftentimes it's facing some of those stories that you're talking telling yourself like I feel abandoned but mm-hmm. I know I'm not abandoned because I know I have the skills to keep going on to to continue doing what I need to do to get things done it's just it's that that change of okay we, I used to see you every day and now I don't see you every day. Yeah. So a lot of it has to do with just your emotional response to change. Not necessarily that you you can't do something or that you're codependent. And part of change is recognizing and having that, res, you know, we had an episode on resiliency. Yeah. So it's like having that resiliency to trust, to have confidence that everything is still going to be okay while you navigate through this change. There's a bit of adapting yes. that has to happen in order to, you know, for change to sort of successfully move in, I guess. Is that a way to say it? Mm-hmm. Um, you, you have to adapt, To settle, right? to settle into, you know, like as a change yes. happens, things are going to be unsettled and then it'll settle into place and then new change will occur. Yes, it will. <laughs> so I guess what we're talking about today is, it's going to happen. It happens all around us every day in all sorts of ways. And why resist it? How can we not resist it? How can we navigate change easier with less stress? Cy Wakeman, I love saying, struggling is optional. Like, let it go, man. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> Let's stop holding on to this idea of what we thought was when new things are presenting in our reality and refocus. I like that. An example of this that I see every day in my clinic is my students struggle a lot with the day-to-day tasks that we give them. I mean, we have a set schedule of patients and they have this idea that they have to stick with what has been planned for the day for each patient. And they struggle when something changes. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly like you said, like struggling is optional when you get to a place where you have accepted that, you know, A patient's coming in, they're scheduled for a filling, but maybe they end up coming with tooth pain and now they have to redirect what they plan on doing that day. And just that change from what you had expected to do to now doing something that was unexpected can be nerve wracking, can be stressful, can be a struggle, but you can choose to struggle or you can choose to to know that you have the skills to adapt as long as you have that flexibility mindset and that you're not so attached to, no, the patient scheduled a filling. I must do a filling. No, no, no. You don't mm-hmm. have to do that. You don't have to do that plan that you had in mind. Yeah. This reminds me a hundred. This reminds me so much of the episode we just did about friends, making friends as an adult. In the intro, you talked about your first, one of your first solos. You were flying pattern around oh, an airport right. oh, gosh. and the whole you had prepared for one <laughs> runway takeoff and you were like, I'm going to fly to this one or this one and yeah. I'm going to go this way and blah, blah, blah. And you mapped out your whole little pattern and then you got up there 
and you were like, hey, throw me into the mix. I'm ready to go kind of thing. You know, like calling your way into the lineup is how yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> to interpret it. And they were like, oh, hey, thanks so much. Um, great. We love that you're here. Um, we're changing the runway. <laughs> I, yes. Now the runway is going to be down there. So you're going to make a right turn and go about a quarter mile down the road. Instead of a left turn. you're going to go yeah. the opposite direction. And Miley was like, I have to flip everything <laughs> I just prepared. <laughs> and you did it. And you did it in a few minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it, you have to be ready for that kind of stuff. And this is this is life is going to switch your runway. Yeah. All of the time. Oh, my gosh. And I think that's why I appreciate that you bring up flying. And I think that's why I picked up one of the many reasons why I picked up flying is because I needed to learn and develop the skill to know that, hey, I am prepared for anything that comes my way, even if it comes last minute. Mm -hmm. And even if I plan a certain flight route, the weather changes in seconds. Mm -hmm. And so many variables are thrown at you, but I wanted to develop that ability, that inner sense, that that inner ability to trust that I am ready, I can be adaptable, I can be flexible, and that I, I, can, I trust myself to handle anything that comes my way. Yeah. I and like that, that I anticipate change. I anticipate that even if I plan something, it's not always going to turn out that way. Sometimes it's going to turn out even better than expected. Sometimes it's going to be completely different than what I expected. Sometimes it might be a bad outcome, but then if that bad outcome happens, what else, what other options do I have? And knowing that I will have other options, even if it is not the best outcome that I was hoping for. Yeah. And even not anticipating it, what you can do is prepare and just go, okay, so now I'm doing this. What are the things I know? This mm -hmm. is critical thinking. Like, what are the things that I know? How can I apply them to this new variable? Yes. I'm now taking off in the other direction. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got to go down here. I got to take off in the other way because yeah. the wind has changed. And okay, so now I got to flip some things around and I know how to do this. I just need to flip everything I prepared, basically. Okay, great. Like, it doesn't have to be a big deal. It's um, things are happening at work. Things are happening, you know, maybe, maybe you're changing jobs. Maybe people are coming or going from your workplace. Maybe you're moving. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of the real estate market lately. Longtime renters, owners are selling because the market's crazy. People who've been renting at a certain price are suddenly finding themselves, looking for new housing yeah that's that's what's happening it. with me right now by the end of the year i'll be somewhere different you'll and be homeless again <laughs> <laughs> well you know during covid it was really good practice for me <laughs> because i was changing and living out of like three or four different places and just that constant change every single night i wasn't really sure where i was going to be oh my but God. that was actually good practice because and i and maybe that's part of what i'm trying to say is embrace that change mm -hmm. and look for the 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 good or the benefit out of that right i was a little nervous and and you'll never i think you'll never not be nervous about change there's always going to be some sure. unease is that the right word yeah oh okay yeah. yeah so like uneasiness is that another is that a word that too? is another oh, word oh, good and Two so words. <laughs> <laughs> but there's always going to be some of that uneasiness and despite that though I focused on, okay, I, I'm grateful that I actually have three or four different places that, that are options that I could sleep at and stay at. And, and I, I focus on the people that I could spend time with 
during that time when I was not really, I didn't really have my own home. And now I have a home, but uh, because of the market, I will be moving places soon. I don't know where I'm going, but I think I, the more you practice and embrace that change is okay mm-hmm. and that everything will be okay it, it, and letting go of the outcome. Right. I think helps yeah. decrease that stress and fear. I agree. There, there can also be relationships that are changing. Maybe the dynamic in your relationship is changing. Maybe it's growing. Maybe it's growing backwards. There's a lot of ways that change presents itself all of the time to us. In our research for the podcast, I was found a saying, I guess, that I don't know how it's specifically said in Buddhism, but it's attachment is the source of suffering. It's actually verbatim. It's oh, it's one okay. of the life teachings. Yeah. Nice. I thought that was really great. Um, I know you've, you, you dabble in Buddhism. Yeah. Would that be an appropriate? Yeah, dabble. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I was raised Buddhist. One of the, the main teachings is about practicing non-attachment yeah. because when you attach yourself to... Uh, certain feelings and thoughts, certain people, certain experiences, uh, it can lead to suffering because you start to experience sadness and pain when you lose or when you are not able to uh, let go of certain expectations of that attachment to, let's say, you know, me being attached to you. I, I'm going to go back to this, but you know, <laughs> me being attached to you as a full-time person, uh, I have to let go of that and not, uh, you know, because when I let go of it, I can open myself up for other possibilities that can enter my life. But also I let go of that suffering, too. And I realize like it's 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 another yeah. way of saying suffering is optional or struggling is optional. Yeah. A lot of our suffering comes from us being attached to a story, mm. us being attached to an outcome, us being attached to an expectation of something. Yeah, I like that. I like that expectation, the outcome, the story. I'm really, I've really been big on that for, I don't, I don't even know where it came, how it came into my um, sort of approach to life about being attached to expectations and outcomes, because I think you can, uh, you can set goals and you can, you can have places you want to go and things you need to do and you know, goals, just things you want to check off your list. But if you get too attached on maybe the how you get there, you need to, I think a lot of this is teaching flexibility. It's a huge lesson on flexibility. Yeah. And recognizing that. And it's okay to be attached to people. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it's part of struggling right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you're attached more to like the idea of me being there than like, my physical presence because anything I do doesn't necessarily mean I need to be there. No. And I think it's just right. like, you know, it's like I said, I, I make fun of it, but it's really like, oh, that minute when I pop into your office just to yes. say hi to you or to see you pass by my office every morning, you know, so it's just yes. the little things it's like that. Comforts. Yes. <laughs> but attaching to, you know, and what you said about attaching to people, actually. Yeah. I think attaching to people and opening yourself up to certain levels of pain and suffering and is actually good for the soul and the character and helps you develop as a person. It does. When you experience pain and suffering, it can teach you gratitude. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You can't be, you can't be as thankful and uh, yeah, you just can't have a full appreciation for something unless you've been without. Yes. Would be my way of putting that. 
How have you practiced ways of letting go of attachment? Letting go is a way of practicing non-attachment. I don't know if this applies, (laughs) but my dad passed away when I was nine. And for, for many people, they will often ask me, you know, how did you grow up without a father? And, you know, it's funny that you don't appear to have so many issues like father issues daddy issues do you correct them (laughs) i say i got lots of them (laughs) you just don't know me well enough you're like let's go out for a drink (laughs) no i think part of it is i i let go of i have to practice letting go of moments where i feel like i've i've I, i i missed out on opportunities okay you know, one one thing that just comes to mind is I'll never be able to have a wedding where my dad walks me down the aisle. Sure. Right. That's a huge thing for a little girl. And so there have been times where I get really emotional from that because I'm so attached to this this concept that I don't know if it came from, you know, society, Western society or whatnot. But I'll never have a father who walks me down the aisle when I get married. But I practice letting go because it doesn't help me to dwell on that. It doesn't help me to move forward by dwelling on things that are out of my control, one. But two, that if I attach myself to this concept of me missing out on something, that doesn't... Uh, it's it's not a constant a, suffering. Yeah, it's a su- constant suffering. putting yourself suffering. through the same yeah. trauma repeatedly. Exactly. I, I practice letting go of that and fo- refocusing my energy on other things that are available to me. Yeah, and you can rework the quote problem. Yeah. And this, yes, this will never happen. But because of that, I have the opportunity to X, Y, Z. Exactly. Or, you know, in past relationships, letting go of someone was letting go of them as a what person. What could have been. Exactly. What could <laughs> have been and uh, and them as a person and that letting go of that idea that they would be in my life in the future. But instead I refocus that and I focus on the lessons that I learned from them. So even though they're out of my life, the lessons that I've learned from that experience or that relationship, that's what eases my pain because I know that without having them in my life, I wouldn't have learned the lessons that they brought into my life. Yeah, I think in my past, I've definitely been more attached to the potential of people versus what they actually were and taking some like self-help and like Mm -hmm. 101 self-help dating courses kind of stuff helped me figure that out over the last few years. I'm like, oh, yeah, I was definitely way more attached to what could have been like a person's potential versus actually being attached to the reality of who those motherfuckers were. Um, I think, and no <laughs> offense, they're all great people, oh, super, yes. mm-hmm. except for one or two <laughs> or all of them. Um, but I think you know, another example might be that I have an expectation to be a very good friend, mm. and and I want to always be that that friend that is there for my friends or that you know makes that effort to be there for them and you know to be supportive, to cheer them on, to do all these things that are quote right as a friend. And sometimes I fall short of that. And I have to sometimes have to kind of give myself that grace Mm -hmm. to let go of that expectation that I can't always be the perfect friend that I think in my head that I'm it's okay for me to fall short sometimes because 
And no one's expecting, no one's expecting you to be everything for them all of the time either. And give people the same, give yourself the same grace you would give other people in that circumstance. Thoughts and feelings and controlling them. You said something in a past episode about how feelings, they, they, you have to let, you have to allow them to just move through you and they're not necessarily facts, Mm. but they're feelings. And when I think about thoughts and feelings, there are going to be feelings that you have and it's okay to feel those things, but not being attached to those feelings as, as like uh, a source of suffering. Yeah. Our thoughts. And being curious about them. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Why are those thoughts and feelings What occurring? are they telling me today? Yes. What do I need to know from this? What am I ignoring? What kind of facts can you obtain from exploring and being curious about the thoughts and feelings that you're having. Yeah. I think that's what I mean when I say, what am I ignoring? Am I ignoring something that's making these feelings Mm -hmm. come up in me? Like I'm feeling them for a reason. I must be, there's something I'm missing that I need to pay a little more attention to in order to let this feeling move through me Yeah, and be able to move on to what's happening now. And like you said about your dad passing, you will have sad thoughts when you think about that maybe forever. You know what I mean? Like it won't always consume you. It won't consume you to the point where you're not functioning, but it's completely normal. And I don't think anybody would ever expect that that wouldn't be the response that you would have. Um, But also I think uh, the important thing about not controlling them is not like trying to stifle it, trying to tell yourself you're wrong for thinking that trying to, um, force those feelings away without just letting them be and being like, you know, this was a thing. Yep. It doesn't have to be something I dwell on or live in or be sad. Like today my life is X, Y, Z. And I know my dad would be incredibly proud of me or is proud of me wherever he is now. An example that came to mind, it, it can be applied to maybe a relationship and even at work. Let's say, for example, you're up for a promotion or you're in a relationship and you're trying to choose if you need to be in it or out of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so maybe you're not chosen. The story that you're telling yourself, like maybe you didn't get that promotion or uh, in my line of work, I apply for a lot of grants too. So I'm, I'm, I'm in these situations where I'm competing for money for whatever projects that I'm doing. Sometimes you're not selected. And what happens is you can start to feel like you're unworthy or you can start to feel like you're not enough. And then what happens is, okay, do I stay in this place where I'm feeling this way or do I take a step back and evaluate my feelings and look for ways to make changes so that maybe the next time around I'm up for that promotion, I'm a better candidate for it. Or the next time I'm up for that grant, I'm, I'm more competitive for that grant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What could I have done better? Is there anything I could have done better? Sometimes yeah. there's not. You know, there is. You just have to go, I got beat fair and square. Yeah. You were better than me. Whatever it might be. But you can still allow (laughs) yourself to have those feelings, but recognize that you don't necessarily have to control those feelings and just allow them to move through your body and and then go back to facts. Like I did my best and I like, you know, I lost fair and square and that's okay. I'll try again next time there's an opportunity. I like that. It's very focused on what's happening now. Not what could have been, not what was. I read something else researching this episode, which was, what if you walked in the shoes of where you're going instead of walking in the shoes of where you've been? Yeah. And I thought that was so cool because I never Very heard insightful. that written quite that way before. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, this is like 
dress for the job you want necessarily, not yeah. the job you've got. So it's sort of it's manifesting in a little bit of a way, like walk in the shoes of where you want to go. Be the badass you want to be right now. Act the way you want to. Like, so, you know, it's we've talked about it to yeah. make it. Right? It, it is like it's like, OK, you want to be that confident business CEO? Like, start acting like a confident business CEO. Right. Even if you're not a CEO <laughs> of a business, you talk and walk like one. Exactly. People reach out to me for my business all the time and they'll send, you know, I never tell anybody like, I've never done that before. That's scary. <laughs> I just go, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, yeah great. Yeah. What do you need? Sure. Exactly. And then, you know, after the phone call or after the email, I go, oh my God, what did I just commit myself to? <laughs> what have I just done? Oh no. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, step into it and do it mm-hmm. and be be that thing you want to be because you're never going to find out what what you're made of until you at least try it but this is a a concept of change right like you just have to get out there and start doing the darn thing in the new way in order to like get comfortable there and you might fumble you know like but the Mm -hmm. thing is nothing did you say fumble because of the super bowl recently yeah (laughs) (laughs) but what i was really getting at is we we said earlier change is inevitable but the thing is, you also can't move forward or know how to move forward if you don't try new things or make change. If you never make change, you'll always be stagnant and the world is going to keep spinning and you're going to be left behind. And yeah. so try something, make a change. If it doesn't work, maybe that's part of it, too. Like if something doesn't work or you implement a change and it doesn't work, then you pivot yes. and you try something else and you ch- make a no- different change and you see if that works. A great example is our podcast. Our Mm -hmm. first year, we were called the Main Dish Podcast. We reevaluated after our first season and decided, you know what? We want to pivot. We were like, something feels... uh, Yeah. I need Something needs to change. We need to tweak this. And so we took some time off and we did. And we're constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. And evolution is another word for change. You have to kind of embrace that. And... And recognize that... I mean, we'd still be hairy apes with our knuckles dragging on the ground (laughs) if we hadn't changed... Change is hard, but nothing in life that's worth it is easy. It, it, it can be hard. It can be less hard if you are get open to it mm-hmm. and be a little more accepting. And uh, like you were talking about earlier, like drop in the drama. Yeah. This is a lot of like spinning the story that's happening around the thing. And it's like this may take, for instance, in a workplace, your whole department is having a change, a new leader. Someone's leaving. Someone's gone. I'm gone. So this affects everyone on the team. Someone new will come in. Everybody could sit around and spin in their own little drama and pity party. And, oh, my God, what are we going to do? This is terrible. But, like, that's not going to help anything get done. Need, right? This yeah, is part of exactly. your drop the drama, <laughs> focus on the facts. Yeah. What do we need to do now? What do, what do I know for sure? Exactly. Like, what are the things that need to get done? Who can do them if Amanda's not here? Yeah. So it's it's one of those where I'm like, okay, I have to kind of drop the drama of my emotional connection <laughs> to Amanda and realize, okay, the facts are she's not here anymore. Facts are these are five things that need to get done. She used to do them. Now we got to find other people to do it. Who can do it? Okay, you. You take on task one. You take on task two. And you. And I think that's the practical side of me. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to drop the shit. I'm going to drop my drama. I will pity party later <laughs> when I have time. But we got to get things rocking and moving because the ship goes on. The show goes on. 
I will and tell we you, are prepared. <laughs> I will tell you, most people are still just emailing me everything. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I keep telling them to stop. And I'm like, you can keep filling up that email box, but please slow down. <laughs> yeah, most people just keep piling it in there. But um, yeah, I think focusing on the facts. This is, goes back to like the little critical thinking, right? Like take the things you know, take the facts you know. How can we take what we know and move forward in this new in this new situation in this new I don't know what's the word I'm looking for in this new platform in this new direction setting perhaps okay. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. our scene has changed what now it's yeah. like improv it is I mean life is improv yeah you, you, you take it as it comes I like it maybe that's why I like it so much <laughs> <laughs> I think part of it is also that, yeah, we're we're sitting here telling you embrace change. Change is inevitable. Change is constant, the only constant. But you're not alone. And I would encourage you that you can reach out to people who have experienced some of the same changes that maybe you are experiencing now and, and asking for mentorship or asking for advice and knowing that you're not alone and that when you have more uh, support, you can be more successful when you're navigating through change. And it's okay to vent. I think it's what we've been talking about is it's it's toxic when you get stuck venting. Mm-hmm. I think be really cautious about how many times you've vented the same story around yeah. whatever is happening out of control, we'll say, yeah. in, around you or in your world. Because it's it happens to all of us. We're all mm-hmm. going through multiple changes multiple dramas every single day and I think it's okay to go gosh I'm just having a tough time this is happening and I know I need to do this and or you know this is happening and I'm just stuck in it and I'm like recognizing when you're stuck in it and moving through it is a big part of like not it's just a big part of being able to grow through something and I don't know. You can used to if you're the person who's constantly venting and can't seem to get out of your own way, be aware that that can be extremely exhausting on the people around you. I read this book a while ago. It's called Tuesdays with Maury. It's oh, about yeah. this. Uh, it was this, a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm, this uh, English instructor who had ALS mm-hmm. and his student had come by uh, every Tuesday to visit him and one of the lessons that he learned with Maury is you know with Maury with ALS he had to come to terms that his expectation for living a long life was no longer what he could have uh, so he was experiencing this life change where he knew his life had now for sure been shortened Mm -hmm. and uh, he said I give myself five minutes every morning to cry to vent to just throw myself a pity party and then I get myself out of bed And I accept the change or this news that I have about my life and I take on the day. And so when you were saying that to me, it reminded me of being mindful of the people that are in your support system. And and oftentimes, especially in the last year, I've needed a lot of support. And when I talk to people, I say, "Okay, put a time clock. I will (laughs) I will cry and just vent for 10 minutes and then we're going to be done. 
and and it's also checking in with your your friends too. say hey I'm having a really tough time do you have time right now to just listen to me or I don't need advice I just need someone to listen to me or I do need advice I'm going to do five minutes of my problem and can you give me some tips I'll also say please don't be the person who asks for advice and then doesn't fucking do it (laughs) I think we've all known those people don't 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 be that person <laughs> don't ask your friends what to do and they all tell you what to do and then you go and do the opposite thing you know i i have i'm gonna be honest that's happened to me a couple times where uh, <laughs> like people have asked you for advice no no no, it, no. This is the opposite the- <laughs> where like all my friends tell me to do something and i'm like and it's it goes back to all your me. friends are like dump his ass yes like no exactly <laughs> well i didn't want to say that but like <laughs> that that is the example that i'm thinking in my head i wasn't gonna use it i wasn't gonna say it but like all my friends told me to like stop dating someone and in my head i i, I didn't want to let go of him being in my life i didn't want to let go of him being part of my future and so for the longest time i knew better I knew better to let him go, but I didn't want to dump him. I didn't want, you know, so it's just, so it's like, okay, now, and now I come back groveling to my friends and I apologize that you were right. It just took me a, it took me time to get used to that change that I knew was inevitable. Like sometimes, you know, better, sometimes, you know, change has to happen. You're just not ready for it yet. And that's okay that you're not ready for it. But one day you got to wake up and you got to want better for yourself. Yeah. And then you got to implement that change and know that, you know what, you have to let go of that shit. You have to let go of that drama and look at the facts. That guy was not helping you be a better person or a better, like have your, uh, have a better life. 80, 20, man. If it's not bringing you at least 80% joy, bye. This goes for your job. This goes for your living situation. This goes for friends. This goes for romantic partners. If at least 80% of it isn't good, yeah. what are we doing? Exactly. I mean, like, Why am I here? Like, How is this making yeah. me grow as a person? If, and it, and it's, I know that sounds a little narcissistic, maybe like attention on me, but I mean, that's also symbiotic. You know what I mean? Like, It's a filter if growing that you me, use to gauge what should be in your life or not be in your life. Yeah. Who should be in your life and not be in your life? Not mm-hmm. necessarily narcissistic, but it's like we life is long. Yes. But life is also short and you want to be mindful of who and what you keep around you. What does what does this situation, this person contribute to me? Because if it's not contributing to you, it's not symbiotic. Yeah. This isn't a back and forth. Relationships are a two way street yeah. and you both have to be there has to be give and yeah. take. If there's something in your life that's out of balance, you need to change it. And it's going to be tough and there's going to be an acceptance period and a grieving period. Yeah. And getting over yourself yeah. and that that thing that like you didn't want to fail at or uh, I don't know what else. What else would apply to that? It's like that thing you didn't want to fail at. Basically, that thing you're just so attached to and yeah. you can't let it go. It's like, ugh, let it go. Stop the suffering. Stop exactly. struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Sometimes I've stopped the struggling in the middle of still doing the thing. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm going to do this for now. Well, part of it is also sometimes I'm like, oh, well, I'm just going to give up. Like, like not give up in a bad way. But like sometimes you have to know when you need to just give up and let go of the situation. Yeah. I call this saying, okay. I'm like, just, (sighs) just, okay. Okay. 
You know, All <laughs> it right. reminds me of that one time. <laughs> so done. <laughs> yes. So done. <laughs> Two months before I left my job, yeah. I was playing this song, this Kid Leroy song, Done. And I was yeah. like, this is my walk up song. So done. Except it's like a walk off so song. Yeah. <laughs> so done. It's mm-hmm. a great song. And I think part of that is knowing like you've done your best. Yeah. I've it's, contributed yeah. all that I can. I've asked for what I've needed mm-hmm. back out of this thing or person and they're not able to give it to me. It's time to go. Yeah. And maybe that's what I mean by like I needed that time to feel ready. Even the, you might yeah. know that you need to change something in your life. Sometimes you just need to get to that place where you've realized you've done everything you've that you could. You've done your best. You've asked. You've you've done the work mm-hmm. and now you're ready to let it go. Yeah. I, I mean, that was me the last two years in the day job. Mm-hmm. I knew I wanted to go. I knew it was going to happen. COVID hit and I thought this might not be a great time to go all in on a food business because the industry was super scary and getting shut down and I have friends losing businesses. But I was like, all right, I'm going to ride it out. I know that my day job isn't the world's most fulfilling thing to me anymore, but I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to dig in. I'm going to get really focused and maybe this will become the thing. Maybe I will grow to love it more in this new environment and I'll step back from the other thing a little bit. And then, I mean, it all worked out the way it was probably going to in the end where the day job wasn't any more fulfilling to me after a while. Like I wrote it out for a couple of years and I'm like, nope, can't do it. That other thing is calling to me heavily. And so now I'm moving in that direction. I think what you were just saying also reminds me that timing Mm. is everything Mm -hmm. and that that goes along with change you might not you you might think that you might know what the change must be but maybe it's not the right time right now to implement that change or sometimes you might implement that change and realize it's not the right time and then you have to wait a little bit then implement the change again that's a good point so even when you make a change, sometimes you fail at making that change because it's just not the right time. Think about like a product that you roll out in your business. Maybe it's not what people need right now. And then you wait a year and you bring it back because now people need it. Yeah. So timing is a huge part of change and knowing when change needs to take place. I agree. I uh, Yeah. I would say most changes in my life I have prepared extensively for and not told most people about. And then I just drop a bomb. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) (laughs) ex-husband. That's not fair. I did try to leave him one time before I actually left. Oh, he talked me into staying. I mean, he had to see it coming. Anyway, that's his fault if he didn't. He was not paying attention to the signs. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I I think I would just leave our audience with like, Change is okay. Change is inevitable. Wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) Change is great. Change is good. Embrace it. Yeah, I think, I mean, if you sit back and think about all the things you have now that wouldn't wouldn't be here, you wouldn't be the person you are if you hadn't embraced the big changes, that will help you maybe recognize, like, change isn't so bad. I need to, how can I work through this change? Listen to this episode. Share it with a friend. Post on our comments a recent change that has happened in your life and how you're doing. Or maybe you're thinking about making a change in your life. And uh, share that with us and maybe we can all give you some feedback and some support. Absolutely. 
if there's anybody who's been going through big changes, it's you and I. Yeah. I mean, along with most people on the planet. Hello, pandemic. I say everyone is going through change <laughs> every day. Hello, pandemic. Yes. yes. Thanks for joining us this week. Okay, we see you next week. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We hope to see you next week. Yes, we'll see you soon, friends. Love you. Love you, too.